Hey guys, welcome to our weekly news show here on Backstage with Millionaires. I'm Caleb, your host, and today we're gonna to be talking about India's first successfully tested Hall Effect Thruster, which is an electric propulsion system made by Bellatrix Aerospace, Zetworks Foray into the defense and aerospace sectors, an IPO that could end up being the largest in India ever, UPI's new interoperability, some acquisitions in the medtech, edtech, and health and fitness spaces, all of the latest funding news, including India's latest unicorn, and more coming up right after this. All right, so first up in the news, we just found out that Bellatrix Aerospace has been working in stealth mode for the last four years to develop some pretty incredible technology. They are now the first Indian private company to successfully test a Hall Effect thruster, which is an electric propulsion system for microsatellites weighing between 50 and 500 kilograms. Now, do keep in mind that these are just ground tests. So far, this thruster has not been tested in space, but Bellatrix Aerospace is going to be partnering with a European company, and they're gonna put their thruster on this company's satellite and launch it into space in the next couple of months. But from these ground tests, they have been able to determine that this thruster does meet the standards of both ISRO and the European Space Agency and could potentially be commercially available by the end of this year. Now, you might be wondering, what's the big deal? Why is this thruster so important? Well, because this is an electric propulsion system, it could potentially double the service life of satellites by up to 10 years, which would make satellite missions way more affordable. And apart from selling these thrusters to satellite manufacturers, Bellatrix Aerospace will likely be putting these thrusters on their own space taxi, which they're gonna be using to deposit satellites into space. Now, continuing to talk about aerospace, but moving on to the next news item, Zetwork, which is an online B2B marketplace for manufacturing products, has decided to foray into both the aerospace and defense sectors. Zetwork Kinetics Technologies, which is a joint venture company, is going to be developing and building niche technology products like UAVs, protection systems, and rocket motor transportation systems for the defense sector. And for all of these products, they've actually already built a manufacturing facility in Hosier in Tamil Nadu. Then with regards to aerospace, Zetwork has registered a subsidiary company called Zetwork Aerospace, with which they'll be building aircraft parts for both international OEMs, as well as Indian defense and space units. All right, next up in the news, and this is a big one, Paytm might be going public as early as November of this year. They're reportedly planning on raising $3 billion at an expected valuation of somewhere between $25 billion and $30 billion, which would make it India's largest IPO ever. The previous largest IPO happened back in 2010, that was Coal India's, and they managed to raise $2.1 billion. Now, please take this news with a grain of salt because at the time of me filming this video, Paytm has not confirmed this news. We are getting this from reliable media reports, but it's still not Paytm. But I just wanted to put this in context. Back in 2013, Twitter raised $2.1 billion, and in 2020, DoorDash raised $3.4 billion. So we can compare Paytm's IPO 
to these other tech IPOs that happened in the United States. And I'll just put a bunch of other tech startup IPOs over here so that you guys can place this Paytm IPO. Now, again, this news is unconfirmed, but it would make sense for Paytm to go public right about now because Vijay Shikhar Sharma went on Twitter and said that this last quarter was actually the best quarter ever for Paytm in its entire history. And I would say in general, the beginning of 2021 has been an incredible time for Indian startups and Indian tech companies. We're seeing a lot of companies file for IPO. We've seen 13 unicorns since the year started. And all of this is happening amidst the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic here in India, which is really kind of bizarre. If you have any idea why this might be happening, why we're seeing such explosive growth, then definitely leave a comment down below and let me know what your thoughts are. And even if you don't have thoughts on this particular issue, I love to read the comments. I love to see you guys just saying hi or telling us that you like the video. Or if you don't like the video, then you can also leave a comment and tell us why. Um, also, please do hit the like button. That really helps us out. And if you haven't already subscribed to Backstage with Millionaires, we post new videos every single week about Indian startups, entrepreneurs, and the latest news. All right, next up in the news, it looks like using a mobile wallet here in India is about to get a little bit easier. The RBI has ordered that by the 1st of April of this year, all mobile wallets need to be interoperable, meaning that you need to be able to send money from your Paytm wallet to your Google Pay wallet to your phone pay wallet. It all needs to be seamless by the 1st of April. Now, I should note that this transfer of funds from one mobile wallet to another is only going to be available for users that are fully KYC compliant. But another order from the RBI for the 1st of April is that all of these UPI players are now going to need to allow users to withdraw funds from their mobile wallets. There's gonna be a transaction limit of 2,000 rupees per withdrawal with a maximum monthly cap of 10,000 rupees. But still, I think that this is gonna make things a lot easier. All right, moving on to some acquisition news now. FarmEasy has officially acquired MedLife in a deal worth $240 million. Also, MedLife stakeholders are gonna be acquiring a 19.59% stake in FarmEasy's parent company, API Holdings. Now, sadly, it looks like this acquisition marks the end of the MedLife name. MedLife is being completely absorbed into FarmEasy, and all of MedLife's customers are going to be onboarded onto the FarmEasy platform, which means that FarmEasy will now have a user base of 2 million families. Also, in other FarmEasy news, now that this acquisition is done, it looks like FarmEasy is planning on going public. They're hoping to raise between $400 and $500 million at a $3 billion valuation. All right, next up in the acquisition news, soon after raising their first venture round from Temasek Holdings, Upgrad has acquired video-based learning platform Impartis, which they're going to be rebranding to Upgrad Campus. Impartis had more than 600,000 students across 280 universities using their service, and Upgrad has acquired all of this business for $21 million. This is a great acquisition for Upgrad because they've mainly been focused on upskilling working professionals, but now with this acquisition of Impartis, 
they'll also be able to target college students. All right, next up in the acquisition news, real quick, it looks like Tata is planning to continue their acquisition spree. Previously, they'd acquired Big Basket, they acquired 1MG, and now it looks like they're in talks to acquire Coldfit. All of these acquisitions, of course, are happening for a reason. We've said it before. Tata is planning to build their own ecosystem in the form of a super app. So we're gonna move on to the funding news in just a second, but before we do, there's a couple of news items that we didn't get a chance to cover in today's video. We just don't have enough time to talk about everything. So we're gonna give them to you now as bullet points. Firstly, Policy Bazaar has been fined 24 lakh rupees for violating SMS advertisement norms. Then we've got WhatsApp, which is suing the Indian government for their new IT rules. And then finally, Twitter labeled a tweet from a BJP spokesperson as manipulated media. And so the Delhi police showed up at Twitter's offices in Delhi and Gurugram with a notice of inquiry. All right, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's move on to the funding news where Oyo is reportedly planning to raise $600 million in debt funding. Now, as you probably already know, Oyo is currently considered to be the third most valuable Indian startup with a valuation of $10 billion last time they were valued. Now, my guess would be that if they were valued today, that number would be considerably lower considering how awfully the last two years for the company have been. The COVID-19 pandemic has been especially brutal for hospitality startups like Oyo. And so it looks like they're looking at this debt funding as a way to keep things afloat. All right, next up in the funding news, let's talk about India's latest unicorn, which like Oyo happens to be a SoftBank portfolio startup. We're talking about bank tech startup Zeta, which has raised $250 million in its Series C round from SoftBank's Vision Fund 2 at a valuation of $1.4 billion. That's a 5x jump from their 2019 valuation of $300 million. So Zeta was founded back in 2014 with the goal of helping banks and fintech companies to build next generation products using their technology stack. Now, currently, Zeta has 10 banks as customers and 25 fintech companies. They're going to be using these fresh funds to accelerate their growth in the United States, Europe, and India by scaling their operations and their product to meet growing demand. All right, next up in the funding news, SaaS-based logistics startup FarEye has raised $100 million from TCV and Dragoneer Investment Group. Their logistics service is used by more than 150 clients across the United States, Singapore, and Europe, but more than half of their revenue comes from the US market. They're gonna be using these fresh funds to strengthen their platform's capabilities, expand across Europe and the United States, and also to explore inorganic growth opportunities. All right, next up in the funding news, SaaS-based logistics optimization platform Locus is in talks to raise $60 million from GIC. Locus works with giants like Unilever, Nestle, Tata, Big Basket, Mintra, and Blue Dart to optimize their supply chain. 
All right, next up in the funding news, online video editing platform NVIDIA is in talks to raise $40 million. NVIDIA is currently being used by more than a million users around the world, and they give these users access to more than 4,000 video templates and 9 million photos to make the video editing process easier. All right, next up in the funding news, microblogging platform and Twitter alternative Koo has raised $30 million from Tiger Global Management. Koo currently has more than 6 million monthly active users, and they're planning to use these fresh funds to strengthen their technology platform and also hire more talented people. All right, that is all the startup news that I have for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, like I mentioned earlier, please do hit the like button. It really helps us out. And again, if you haven't already subscribed, now would be a great time to do so. Also, just wanted to say a big shout out to all of our Backstage with Millionaires members, our unicorns and our decacorns, and also the people who have been applauding our videos recently. The fact that you guys are willing to, not just willing, but interested in financially supporting what we do here at Backstage with Millionaires is a huge source of inspiration for us. And sometimes on those difficult days, it's what keeps us going. It's what keeps us alive. It's our lifeblood. So thanks. But even if you can't afford to financially support what we're doing here, just the fact that you've made it this far in the video, the fact that you've watched it through to the end, which increases our retention score, means a lot to us. So thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Backstage with Millionaires, and I will see you in the next one.